You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. My name is Cara Zoyal. I'm from Krypton. Uh, everyone, this is my cousin. I guess you already know. Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. Thea. Speedy. And Sarah. White Canary. Jax. Sam Professor Stein. Firestorm. Uh, Ray. Palmer. Uh, the Atom. And Mick. Hmm. Oh, Heatwave. Uh, Always a pleasure to see you, Lucy. Hello. I believe we've met Lucifer, Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Is it? I don't care. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you guys want to hear additional content or see additional content, you can find us at our website, themisfitfaction.com, and you can also find us on Facebook. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing well. And unofficial, official third podcast host, Rob. Rob, how are you today? I'm just really impressed that you did that on the first take. We don't need to talk about it, but eventually... Oh, actually, there is a blooper reel already being put together. It's very entertaining. He usually goes about four or yeah, five so takes. Yes, you can check that out on our YouTube page as well. Did that you put that on YouTube? Try. No, not yet. Oh, God. Once, once, once I'm done. Once yeah. it's ready. But, uh, so we're super excited. We are continuing a little bit more of our Marvel train today. But before we get into our topic, just some uh, brief news. Nothing too crazy. Unfortunately, it's uh, the year of delays and pushing things back. Push it real good. And now we're not able to get monetized on YouTube. Thanks, guys. They're going to flag us for that one, too. No, because we didn't play any audio. I know. It's uh, have four bars of it or something. Something like that. But uh, first and foremost, we're really excited. Jensen Ackles has just been cast as Batman in the newest animated project, The Long Halloween. Uh, uh, really? Really? Well, this is my thing. Hold on. Rob and I just agreed on a DC thing. Everybody write down the time. Hold on. Ronnie's going to talk about his thing. Go ahead. I'm going to talk about my thing with this. I'm just sad that it's animated. That's fair. I, I That's really wish that Jensen why. Ackles had gotten... Uh, yeah. But we already saw a non-animated Long Halloween. It was called The Dark Knight. No, no, no. What I'm, no, what just, I'm saying is... Meant, like, I, would, I would love to see Jensen Ackles oh, as playing. Physical, physically playing. Yeah. If he was playing Batman on... Uh, Batwoman or anything like that or any of the Arrowverse shows, uh, it'd be great. Yes. Thankfully, we do have him playing in The Boys. Yeah. Oh, so excited for that. that that's that, that's the only time. reason why I went, uh, just because I was like, I want yeah. to see that in person, live action. Yeah. Just, I, but it's going to be good. I have to say, yeah, at home, I mentioned to the wife about Long Halloween being made, and she was like, eh. And then I said, Jensen Ackles is, is playing Batman. She goes, oh. okay, I'm in. <laughs> uh, you should yep. show her uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, is he? In, he plays the Red Hood. He yes. plays the Red Hood. Oh, it's really good. It's so on HBO good. Max. Yeah, it's a very good one. But um, then some somber, sadder news. Not for Rob. He's a he hates DC. But uh, <laughs> the Marvel shill that I am. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, don't worry. I got, I got Marvel news too. But uh, <laughs> DC has just announced that they are canceling uh, the Trench, which was a spinoff they wanted to do from Aquaman. Which you know, no, no tears. The Trench. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, don't get me wrong. It's bold of DC to want to do non, yeah. basically non-characters as movies, but we're we're not crying about it. But a it little was bit a geographically based concept film. <laughs> well, the the trench sequence in Aquaman is considered like yeah, one it's, of the it's cool. It's it's really cool, but in small like in that dose, yeah, yeah. Not I don't need to see movie. the the crustacean monsters who don't speak English. Yeah. It's like a foreign DC film. Or what like are, what a, are we doing a Star now? Wars holiday special. Oh god. oh god. But uh and then we have uh unfortunately this one I'm a little bummed about. They are they canceled the New Gods. Now, rumor is that New Gods has been canceled not only because Marvel's Eternals is coming out and it's very similar in premise yeah. and apparently fantastic. Uh early reports are indicating but also because uh of all the dark side stuff in the Snyder cut yeah. they decided that they wanted to push that away i know why i'm disappointed about this right now i why? just realized it because ava duvernay was supposed to be directing the new gods i'd forgot oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. that who is she she is a fantastic director she has a great um visual storytelling sense to her and she would have been perfect for i, I have to say even i'm a little bummed about that because i like her a lot yeah uh then continuing with the the bumming the bumness the bumness this your your royal bumness your royal bumness um, we have uh, Venom just got pushed back. I think only a week, though. No, that was Carnage. I think that got pushed back a week, isn't it? That, that's the same movie. Ronnie is drinking water, by the way. That's what that sound was. <laughs> and I'm not making this up. He is literally nope. drinking canned water. Yes, liquid death. And you can see a picture of that on our Instagram. Yes, you can. But um, Venom and Carnage is the same movie. Uh, it's Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Is it? It's the same movie. Yeah, it's the same one. I did not know that until just now. I thought Venom 2 and Let There Be Carnage were two different movies. I really did. Oh. I'm not kidding. I think, I think unofficial. you just... Yeah, unofficial. Yeah, yeah. I, I we're say, back to unofficial. When, I, I will say, though, it wasn't until my mid-20s that when I realized that Sweden and Swiss, Switzerland were two different companies. Uh, companies. Two different companies, companies too. Yes. Yeah, two, two different countries. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, That's funny. Words elude me today. More like just knowledge <laughs> or basic concepts of life pretty much but uh they pushed it back i think just uh a week yeah, or so a week. yeah nothing like that yeah. nothing crazy but uh and then we have some nicer news russell crowe has been announced to be uh a new role in thor love and thunder and we are not sure what the role is it may only be if you remember back to thor ragnarok when they had matt damon and a few other people yeah. apparently he's coming back for it he too uh, i know melissa mc McCarthy? Well, Melissa McCarthy, yeah, she's, she's coming in it in. too. So it may be like a production, yeah, like a play within a play kind of thing, which I would be totally okay with. Yeah, I, so I enjoy we that. Know, we don't know how long Russell Crowe will be on screen, but he's definitely part of the cast now, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, but that, that's exciting news. They, they tried keeping that a secret, but photos got leaked yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hanging out with all the cast and crew you know, and stuff. I always th- now I think of Russell Crowe as Jarrell in, uh, yep. and you know, like in the cool Kryptonian suit that he wears in Man of Steel. Yep. I was listening to a podcast called uh, it's called DC on RMD. Very good uh, podcast. If you guys uh, ever listen to it, please let them know that we uh, think very we highly shout of it them. out and we like them. Yeah, but they they made a joke about when uh, Clark's walking through the ship and all the suits come out. He's like, "What if he took this like the space suit?" Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the astronaut suit comes out. He's like, "That's the one." <laughs> so I can make do. Oh, here, well, here's a fun fact about that that I discovered. Um, they recolored his suit. He was not supposed to be wearing the black suit initially. So yeah. that is part of what that $70 million went to. That yeah. whole suit is digitally done. Because there was an original deleted scene where as he's walking through, the black suit comes out. And that's the red and blue right. suit in the Snyder Cut. And he was supposed to put on the red and blue. But um, And the initial deleted scene of him talking to Alfred, he was in the red and blue. You asked for it, you got it. Well, yeah, which I'm fine with. So 
you know, there's just an additional fun yeah. fact for you guys. And then uh, the last bit of news we're going to talk about uh, back on DC is Black Adam has officially gotten its release date. Woo-hoo! Which is funny because even last week I was saying, hasn't this movie been threatened to come out forever? Yeah. And it finally has a date now. I am so worried about DC. And I've always been a little Wait, worried. This is, this is words that are not coming out of my mouth? I Well, here here's my thing. They have a bunch of properties that they're still coming out with. We, you know, they just released another trailer for suicide squad, which looks wonderful. Yep. Um, and you know, obviously James, James Gunn has a great track record, even Scooby-Doo. I, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy the Scooby-Doo movies and I think he yeah. just wrote them, but, um, you got that, you got the new Shazam, um, you got Aquaman too. You've got a lot of properties, but at the same time, they're trying to get so far away from the Snyderverse and all this, like the, the, the whole DC universe is totally in flux right now. And it's a really scary time for it to be, because I would hate if they created all these, these new movies that are technically in the same continuity, but like, I'm, I'm still a very restore the Snyderverse kind of guy. Like I, yeah. I hope they do in some capacity, even if they just go HBO max, like HBO yeah. max, this is their time to do more original programming if mm-hmm. they really wanted to do it. And what better than a DC established property? I mean, they can literally call it, the Snyderverse and yeah. just go and right. just keep rolling with it. Um, and then do their own thing in the movies. You know, we, mm-hmm. we saw with Joker that they can do it. Yeah. And this new Batman movie, I think Ronnie, you were the one who said before we started recording that apparently that takes place on earth two. Yeah. Which, you know, in the comics, earth two was actually, you know, a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> but, um, D- DC's in a really weird spot right now and, yeah. and releasing the Snyder Cut. As much as I enjoy the Snyder Cut and as much as Rob watched the Snyder Cut. Um, <laughs> Call me um, while I was... Taking a drink, yeah. Um, you know... Yes, as, technically that is something I did. Yes, you did. You did. You did not fall asleep twice. I did not. But anyway, um, you know, we unfortunately releasing it has created even more of a flux with DC because mm-hmm. they were like... You know, Justice League happened. It's continuity. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. And now it's like, well, this is what you could have had. Yeah. And should have, would have, I, I wonder what DC exec said. You know what? If we release the Snyder Cut, that'll just quiet everything down. Oh, yeah. No, it's the yeah, same right? one that said, I was in charge of landlines before I took over DC Entertainment. <laughs> uh, they, need, they need to reshuffle their corporate structure really bad. Like, they're, yeah. they're a mess. They, they need, they need a, a Feige. They do. And they thought it was going to be Jeff Johns, but he's... Didn't work out. Didn't, didn't work Didn't he out. have some accusations lobbied against him? I don't remember if he had accusations, but I know he was also working on, like, Three Jokers was, like, his, his passion project that he was working on, and it wasn't even that good. Yeah. But um, that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll do a whole... Like, when they finally decide what they want to do, I, I mean, the episode we'll end up doing mm. is going to be monumental. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you guys did not check out our Road to the Snyderverse uh, series, you can find that at... Uh, podbean.com or multiversefancast.podbean.com or on our uh, website wherever you guys listen to us you can find I believe we did Man of Steel Batman vs Superman Harley Quinn slash Suicide Squad and then the actual Snyder Cut Yes. fun fact Harley Quinn and uh, Suicide Squad is our highest viewed episode nice. of the year it was yeah, Man it of Steel was. Um, Man of Steel was holding the reins but uh, ironically Harley Quinn's beating out Snyder Cut as she yeah. should as she should but uh before we uh, take a quick break, we are going to introduce what topic we are working on today. And we racked our brains because, unfortunately, superhero content is few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys listened to us from the beginning, you knew that originally we tried to do episodic episodes where we talked <laughs> about individual episodes, both mostly just a flash and arrow, but it got to be way too much. So today we're going to take a little retrospective 
back to a simpler time. <laughs> and just in light of how well Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision are doing. By the way, we do have a full episode on WandaVision. And we do weekly reviews written by Rob on our website, themisfitfaction.com. Uh, episode three should be up on Monday. Right, so It's currently being written. It's currently just watched being it written. Minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you guys can check out any of that stuff, but we're going to be looking at the Netflix era of the MCU. Back when Netflix was good. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? The, the market... Because everybody decided to get their own streaming service, so Netflix suffered. But their, some of their original content is good, I must yeah, say. Yeah, no, they still have a lot of good stuff. Yeah. One day they we should just... do uh, an episode on the Umbrella Academy. Mm. Oh, that's a good idea. That's actually. a good, that's right, a good write, one. Write that down. Writing that With down. Elliot Page. Yeah, right. With Elliot Page. Yes, yes, Ronnie. But anyway, so he gives me Ronnie's this. hip to the times. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, we're going to be talking about Broken basically uh, the Defender series. Uh, what what worked about it? What didn't work about it? So for those of you guys who aren't aware, we're going to be talking about uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, the actual show, The Defenders, The Punisher, and basically where we expect it to go but uh before we do that we're going to take a quick break so when we come back we're going to be jumping right into our topic but first quick break i'll deal with you later stay put i'll be back in a flash (laughs) back in a flash wow does he say that often (sighs) too Too often all right we are back and we are talking First and foremost, the the start of this new cinematic... I mean, it's basically its its own kind of pocket universe. Yeah. Uh, we're starting with Daredevil. Now, first and foremost, Rob, initial thoughts about Daredevil, seasons one, two, and three. Oh, before we get started, actually, just a, a disclaimer. We are not breaking down the shows. We are not going to go yeah. like episode by episode. We're going to just... Just general thoughts, In maybe general. like 10 minutes on each show, what we liked, what we didn't like, and then eventually where we expect to see yes. more. Also, disclaimer, not all of us have seen every single episode of all the seasons. Ronnie comes closest to mm-hmm. finishing all of them. I think he he missed season three of Jessica Jones, yeah. I think, but that's it. Nobody needed to know. We could have just really, you know, <laughs> BS'd our way through. Full disclosure, everyone. I'm, you, I'm just going to edit it out. But, um, <laughs> edit it out and post. Yep. We're just going to keep bringing um, it up. <laughs> so, so, Rob, initial, initial thoughts. Yes. Daredevil um, seasons one, two, and three. One of the exciting things about Daredevil was that it was the real first time that Marvel was really breaking into television. And I know what you're going to say. Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and there was other... And Well, no, but this was its own self-contained story. This was, you know... Uh, it was also the first time, I believe, that they were releasing it as a block too whereas Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like a week to week thing Agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on ABC it was, it was a weekly syndicated type and thing. also it didn't have the edge that this stuff like like this when they pitched it this was sort of like Marvel for adults and remember also this is a pre-Deadpool wor- world yeah um, and so you know there were scenes where I can remember one specific scene where um, uh, what's his name um the main bad guy has some uh, one of his minions in a door and he's slamming the door onto his head yeah. and it's very violent yeah. and it's shocking because we've never seen anything like that in Marvel before so it was neat to see a lot of firsts um, initial thoughts about Daredevil I think out of all of the um, shows Daredevil is probably the most complete 
um, and the most with a character arc too for all of its characters. Like you really yeah. feel like you get to know these individuals, you get to grow with them over three seasons, and uh, there's there's a lot of satisfying aspects to their relationships and where they go. Um, you feel the growth, and it's also just very exciting. You know, Daredevil was the first to introduce the whole. You know, other than Old Boy, uh, was the first to introduce the hallway fight scenes. The long, yeah. the, the long, long take, take yeah, yeah, which which I believe was taken directly from. Uh, the older films old so boy. speaking of which they do it three times they do three it times over three seasons three times over three seasons yeah. the first one is the actual hallway fight which is just beautiful yes mm-hmm. then the second one they do a stairwell yes after he uh, deals with the Punisher mm-hmm. then in the third one they do it throughout the jail yeah okay. so there there are three and they they, they do escalate in uh, severity I think is the do they? brutality yeah. almost see I never saw season three so I don't know yeah so they they do a great job. The fight scenes are fantastic. Uh, apparently, the stunt double is the same as uh, Captain America, same okay. guy who does all of Captain America's stunts, and like it same is same body type. Yeah, I know completely. <laughs> it, was Matt, but, um, it was Matt Salinger, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fake, the fake ears gave it away. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really good stuff. The mm. fight scenes were always really well put together, especially once they introduced uh, Bullseye in season three. Yes. they had some really good stuff, which so, is a nice course correction from uh, the Bullseye in this in the Marvel movie universe. Yeah. Oh, God. But uh, Ronnie, initial thoughts, Daredevil. Um, loved it. Kind of like what Rob was saying. It it started everything else, right? It was kind of like the domino effect. It was so successful that you got what five other shows because of this mm-hmm. um and it, no none of the other shows can hold a candle to this i think that this this show is probably one of the best comic book superhero shows you will find yeah i i, I could definitely I, I agree with that, that idea yeah too. it is definitely in my top five um i couldn't think of, i can't think of the other four but i know constantine's <laughs> on there but um yeah, it, it is definitely a really good time. Now, the main star is uh, an actor by the name of Charlie Cox. <laughs> Sorry. Charlie Char- what? Charlie Cox. <laughs> with an Sorry. X. Um, um, he, what's he, funny? I don't get it. What's funny? Because he's, he's really Charles. That's Charles. Yeah. Ah, and he's in charge that, of the show. That is yeah. funny. Yeah. So um, that's definitely what Ronnie's giggling at. Yeah. I'm not laughing at anything else. But anyway, so he plays Matt Murdock, blind lawyer, superhero in terms of superhuman senses he's able to all of it he loses his uh sight in an accident and as per typical of marvel at the time radioactive material gave him superpowers (laughs) (laughs) now his antagonist in this in the first season is wilson Wilson fisk Fisk. yes who does play a role in the second season and vincent d'onofrio plays wilson fisk and great cast oh it was perfect casting and as much as i did enjoy michael clark duncan as kingpin i know that's a little controversial but uh he he definitely he definitely yeah, had the physical fine he had the physicality yeah. behind it yeah um, but Vincent D'Onofrio and and the memes alone when I was a boy yeah yeah see what well, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio brings depth to his characters when oh he, absolutely yeah. he performs but uh, we also had uh, some other characters that appeared in some of the other shows we had Foggy Nelson played oh, by uh, Eldon Henson I loved him yeah, he Foggy was, was great. Yeah. He was the voice of reason. Yes. And he was also the same one that would call Matt on, out on his bullcrap. Yep. And uh, we also had Deborah Ann Wool as Karen Page, mm-hmm. who I think she shined when they introduced Frank Castle. Yes. So speaking of which, yeah. they did introduce Frank Castle in season two. It was like yep. the big thing. The first half of the season's about, uh, excuse me, the Punisher. The second half is about Elektra. 
and he nails it. He is oh, God. a great representation of the Punisher. Mm-hmm, right. Um, I'd even argue his some of his fight scenes in the Punisher were as good, if not better, than uh, some of Daredevil's fight yes. scenes. Because oh, yeah. um, I, I definitely do. I, as much as like we like to joke, we gauge our show our superhero properties a lot a big gauge of them is their fight scenes and yeah. mm-hmm. like you know if avengers endgame didn't have the ending battle it would still be a a good movie but it wouldn't You'd be feel cheated. yeah yeah it wouldn't be the epic that it was that was part of the complaints about batman v superman that there, there was very little batman Ving of superman yeah it was a very short court case <laughs> Matt Murdock was their lawyer. They settled yeah, out right? of court. <laughs> of course they did. He's rich, but um, I I really judge Daredevil because the idea is: would this character exist in a like be an actual contender in the Marvel world? And to see what he's capable of in the show is awesome. Yeah, yeah. They they do a great job of of showing the visual aspects of what he can and can't see, which yeah. is kind of neat. It, it was an, a much better way than they did it with. Ben Affleck stared at poor Ben Affleck. He's yeah. <laughs> that, but that's another movie where the director's cut is much better than the actual theatrical. John Favreau. Yeah. Another, another actor who's been in yeah. a bunch of Marvel and DC. Yeah. Or well, been he involved. started off the Marvel oh, yeah, with, Iron Man. with Iron and Man. And arguably he started off the Mandalorian, the, the Star yeah. Wars renaissance. Yeah. In. He's a genius. Oh, yeah. He's good. good. Just oh, God, He's money and he doesn't even know it. And he's so humble. And he was on Friends. I was just watching mm-hmm. that. But um, let's talk about Daredevil's costume. So mm-hmm. when he first starts off, he's got the black ninja suit. <laughs> in season two, or at the end of season one, he does get his tradition, yes. more traditional red suit. The mask looked a little doofy. Yeah, and, and they even addressed that too in the defenders. Where they yes. no, they they addressed it in season two oh, of yeah. Daredevil, where he gets the helmet shattered yeah. and he has to get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Castle shoots him in the head. Yeah, uh, yeah, or so, oh, not Frank Castle, no. a police officer or somebody, somebody he gets shot yeah. in the head. Yeah, I just remember in the Defenders when he has to tie the bandana on his head, and Jessica <laughs> Jones looks at him and she goes, "You look like an a hole." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's your scarf. <laughs> but um, really enjoyed. Uh, they redid his costume in season three. He went back to the black ninja suit yeah. with some additions, like he uh, eventually like he wrapped his hands because yeah. he was more recovering in that season. But um, and I liked that about him too that it was very much like a Batman Year One kind of thing of like a superhero trying to figure it out because yes. he was getting injured so badly. Like he had uh, what's her name as his the nurse oh, Claire um, Temple Claire Temple yep. Uh, yep healing him and helping him through things like it was a very vulnerable superhero yeah and that's that's why I have trouble with him being in the MCU because he seems so vulnerable. He is definitely so the idea behind this show was. And they, they reiterate this in Doctor Strange. The Avengers protect the Earth from Avenger-level threats. Uh, the Defenders. The Defenders were street were always supposed to be street-level. Yeah, they were very yeah. street-level, which, which is I'm, great. I'm totally fine with. I really wish that they would... Unfortunately, with everything with Disney+, Plus and Netflix and all this, they and also Disney+, Plus doesn't have really yeah. R-rated content on it. They will. I feel like... Yeah. Well, they, they just got the rights back to all these characters. Yeah. Or at least all the show rights. They have this opportunity, and th- there's been the, the the big rumors of that Charlie Cox was actually going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, some of it's rumors, some of it, it's mostly rumors and speculation. Nothing's been confirmed. Um, but having Daredevil and Spider-Man fight alongside each other, 
in that, some capacity. That would be fun. Epic. And again, that's the street level too. Yeah. Despite, and I was thinking about this, uh, uh, what Marvel characters work both on the cosmic and the street level, and Spider-Man is, is that character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He is a great transition between the two. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Captain America... I could see Captain America fighting mm-hmm. like the big things, and then Steve Rogers stopping a mugger, right. like something like that. Yeah. And John Walker going, I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah, right. But um. Oh God. Yeah, you have a lot of characters that I mean, Avengers Endgame was really the the pipe dream was to have them appear at the end. It wouldn't have made yeah. any sense. No. But imagine seeing like what Frank, are they gonna do? But imagine seeing the Punisher and Bucky Barnes like just mowing down aliens next to each other, like. Yeah, that's where we. Oh God, that would have been legendary. But they didn't even bring in the uh, Agents of Shield characters because that show no, no. really, very much like this show, it, it got no. away from. Wait, There's yep. also a lot of controversy about bringing Coulson back that a lot of people were not yeah. happy about. Yeah, that. well, it, it cheapened his even, death. I think even Joss Whedon didn't want to bring him back either. Yeah, Marvel kind of twisted yeah. the arm on that one. But um, otherwise, the show is just it's. I will say, you know, mild spoiler, it's my favorite of the the defender shows it, i watched all three seasons i thoroughly enjoyed it it was just a really good now, time i kind of know the answer to this but i'm going to ask it anyway um as someone who's only seen season one or se- and season two is season three worth it absolutely yes why because it's the only it, it builds off the the actual fallout from the defenders mm-hmm. it's a great crisis of faith for matt bullseye's fantastic yeah. um Kingpin gets his rematch with with Daredevil, which is great. It is definitely it, it brings it all together. Because I have to say that that was one of the things. Not that, I, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. Once Defenders came, Defenders to me was kind of underwhelming, and as a result, I think we're going to discuss yeah, that. Yeah, and I ended up oh, not God. finishing a lot of these shows. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to finish any of those shows, it's definitely Daredevil. Can mm-hmm. you watch? How about this question? Can you watch all three seasons of Daredevil without having seen any of the others, like Defenders, even? Defenders, you just need to know at the end yeah, he's hurt. Okay, hurt and missing. What? Watch, watch the last episode of no. Defenders. Really, watch season one, okay. season two, last episode, then watch season three. But we're also gonna not do Star City ratings because not all seen here, all the yeah. content. Yeah. But uh, moving right along, we have Jessica Jones. Now, Jessica Jones is unique in that it is one of the very first female-led Marvel projects which is something that came way too late. A little bit. Yeah. Now, Jessica Jones, I was not familiar with her in the comics. I no. knew she was married to Luke Cage, yeah. and she had very similar powers to him. That's that's really all I knew. Um, Ronnie, initial thoughts about Jessica Jones? It was a interesting change of course for them. Um, I did enjoy the show. Um though and it, it kind of gave a different like because i feel like she even though she's got like the super strength she was more relatable than you had with daredevil or really any marvel character at that time i think the thing about jessica jones is that she's she's damaged like yeah like she deals with real but world aren't issues we all yeah, I think that's what made her because these shows did not shy away from the darkness no. of, you know, uh, what's what was the show we were re- or movie we were watching really recently where it shows kind of the more uh, I think Superman and Lois we were talking about how it's like yes. showing Clark Kent constantly failing as a yep. parent while still being Superman, like yeah. who the world sees as Superman perfect. everywhere but in his own home, which is yeah. I thought a very that's a neat. very human. Yep. It's it's why people are drawn to the show Superman and Lois. Yeah. But um, 
Jessica Jones, she's rough around the edges. She drinks. She uh, enjoys the carnal pleasures. Yeah. But um, she's... Which a note, on a side note. Yep. Um, Jessica Jones, I, I watched it first on my own the first season, and then... Uh, couple of years later you know our household said hey you know are any of these shows any good and i said we, we should totally watch jessica jones together and then there's a scene with her and i believe it's luke cage in bed and they break the bed and it's very, yeah that's the scene where timmy said what are they doing <laughs> wrestling yeah right they wrestling so of course you know being the the teachers that we are we we're like well you know they're having sex and and, and you went oh okay have I been doing it wrong? <laughs> so, you know, we, we don't shy away from those things in our household. You know, know you fact, see Deadpool when he was like, what, six? <laughs> yeah, we did. We should, that's, well, that's, that's a true story, actually. There, there's no sex in that. <laughs> we showed him Deadpool and there were a couple, there was a couple scenes when, because he really wanted to see it. And there were a couple scenes where we told him to cover his eyes. Wait, now only- that Rob justified it, he really wanted to see it. <laughs> I was controlled by a six-year-old, um, and it was it was. Were you mind controlled? There were some moments where we told him to cover his eyes because it was too bloody, um, like this scene where the guy splats into the yeah. um, uh, overhead sign on the freeway. Yeah, but see the reasoning behind that it makes me even funnier because splat. Oh, Timmy, close your eyes. <laughs> Nightmares have already started, Dad. <laughs> but um, initial thoughts on Jessica Jones, Rob. I will say that Jessica Jones season one is probably my favorite of all of these shows. Wow. Um, and, okay. and, and I have watched, and in, I have, it is very rare that I will rewatch a show. And Jessica Jones, I rewatched in a heartbeat. And it was just as great the second time. Um, I One of the reasons is not only um, Kristen Ritter, um, but also David Tennant. He plays. kills yes. this. Um, I lo- I'm an enormous David Tennant fan. I love him, David Tennant. I'll uh, DM me. I'll give you my number, and uh, we'll get together um, for whatever reason you Have want. Have a pint. And we, he, I, he's an incredible. You know, I've seen him in Broadchurch. I've seen him in so many other things. And he is so over the top with what's his official name? Is it the Purple Kilgrave? Kilgrave. Kill, oh, Kilgrave. And yes, he is uh, the Purple Man. And the Purple yeah. Man. And he is so the the interplay between those two actors and their characters is so strong and so engaging that the first season is all about and this is why I loved the first season so much more than the second one because it had a theme to it. It was all about um, recovery for a woman of who who was physically and sexually abused by this mm-hmm. man um, and how she goes through these stages of, of grief and, and recovery and and it's a very realistic way but it's told in a superhero fashion which is is really neat and it's just a f- great storytelling and she's just she's such a great character in in her nastiness to everybody and her self-loathing yeah. um, and and so I will say easily best of all of these season one yeah I mean like she this show was not only ahead of its time but also super culturally relevant especially yeah. once the me too movement started with uh, full force but um Kristen Ritter really delivers it she she plays drunk jerka you know mode and then yeah. she goes straight to like I was a victim but yeah. I, I can't say that I was a victim it's it's not until Kilgrave like really re-enters cuz she also develops an immunity to him after who's it uh is it Luke Cage's wife dies I want to say Luke Cage's wife yeah. gets hit by the okay. bu- uh, she oh, she hits her. Yes. Cuz uh, they run into each she, other. She she yeah. redirects the thing f- away from someone and ends up killing her. Yeah, and then that's why those two um there's a love like a, a hate sex yeah. kind of thing going on but, there. But uh, we also got uh some other characters that that play a role. We got Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker, Patsy, Patsy, yeah. who uh apparently originally they were going to use Carol Danvers. 
But um, oh. yeah, that was you know obviously we had some changes with that. Yeah. But um, we had Will Travel as Will Simpson, who I I didn't like. Aaron Moriarty from uh the boys, so, uh, uh Starlight. Oh. Yeah, she plays uh, Hope Schlotman. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss plays a role. Like, they get some really big names for this. And don't forget uh, the guy who plays Malcolm. Yes, Eric Darville. Which I, yeah. And this is the reason why I, I talk about season one all the time is because I felt like, and I haven't seen season three, um, I saw season two and I just felt like it was spinning its wheels in neutral. It wasn't going anywhere because Malcolm's character has such a huge arc in season one and then I didn't really see him go anywhere after that because he, he found his redemption and, and you know he cleaned himself up and then I didn't see anything going anywhere. Uh, and there were just times where it, in season two... It was neat that I got to spend more time with these characters, but what are we doing here? You know, yeah. and, and also with Dave, David Tennant is not really in season two at all. Yeah. He's, a, a hallucination. Couple, he's a hallucination. There's a couple moments when he comes back, but that's what made season one so great was his role. And also the fact that he was so different from Wilson Fisk. But at the same time, yeah. they're both yeah. deplorable and characters. truly terrifying. I have to say yeah. David Tennant's character is one of the most terrifying of all of the villains. You know, it's funny because the Netflix stuff, we talk about how they can do a little bit darker. And unfortunately, Marvel, they they have a tendency to try and make their their villains likable. Yeah. It's the worst with Loki. Um, <laughs> even though they give Loki a great story yeah, and he does yeah. have his redemptive arc, they when once he was so popular, they were like, well, he's getting his own TV show. He's going to redeem himself. He's going to be an honorary Avenger, yeah, basically. Yeah, Ragnarok. Where, you know. yeah. And like I said... As long as there's a good story behind it, I'm fine with it. But then you got you got like Michael Keaton's Vulture, who's nuanced, and you do like him, and yeah. you understand, and stuff like that. Fine with. Even Thanos. Thanos has a really big following of, maybe he was right. Yeah. Well, and if you look at, say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now, there's, and we're three three episodes in, so we don't really halfway. know where it's going. Yeah, halfway. Yeah. Um, the Flag Smashers, there are moments where it's like, especially w- without spoiling anything, this week, there's yeah. a couple moments <laughs> Paul's gone. Um, there's a couple moments this week where we're like, oh, yes. you know, I, I feel something for them. Yep. I feel sympathetic for their plight. Then that's what their motivation is. Yeah. So, yeah, Marvel does tend to do that. And well, that, that's a common franchise trope, especially once they find a villain that's very. The problem is with DC and Marvel, superhero movies in particular, they don't always want to keep the villain because you get characters like Dr. Octopus. He dies in Spider-Man, too. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the most iconic supervillains. Same with Green Goblin. That was a trope that got started once the Spider-Man movies really started to take off and they realized, hey, we can make franchises and cinematic yeah. universes. Because when you look at X-Men, yeah. Magneto's in every single X-Men movie. <laughs> there is not... I can't even think of an X-Men movie that Magneto's not in. Right. Like... Except I, Logan, maybe. X-Men Origins Wolverine and yeah, Logan. Doesn't count. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. You gotta race. <laughs> but but now, um, like, going off of your idea, the idea... See, and this is a problem that I have because I can see both sides of this argument. Like, for example, say a character like Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Darth Vader is truly evil. He should always be evil. And then when you introduce like the Anakin and the backstory and it kind of like softens him a little bit. And, you know, it's like what makes him so terrifying is you don't know why he's as evil as he is. And when we talked about X-Men, we talked about Logan. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to not know. Heroes and villains. The Joker. 
But um, I was, that's yeah, I was why, just going to say, like the jo- Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker. That's why it's so great because we don't know why he's yeah. as. That's what makes you're, him so terrifying because you you're scared of the unknown. Yes, yeah. um, Hannibal yeah. Lecter is another one yeah. where it was great not knowing and and feeling anything sympathetic for him. Yes. But then they start going backstory and all this, and it's like, yeah. oh, no, it's not as much fun. Well, that's why they have the. Uh, my wife hasn't seen all of Star Wars. She uh, she's just getting oh, into so it. So she's in love with Anakin. Well, no, she she, she <laughs> knows the, the general. Guy. She know, yeah, she, right? I told her if you're gonna start, you gotta start with Episode Four. That, yeah. I'm, I'm a purist in that regard. Yeah. So there's this thing called the Machete Order, where instead of typically, if somebody's gonna watch Star Wars for the first time, I, I always say you watch. Yeah, you always watch four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. If you're feeling, you know, saucy, sadistic. Yeah, but um, stupid. There's this thing called the Machete Order where you watch, and they just did it in Flash. They were talking about it. Yeah. You watch four and five, okay, and then you watch the prequels, then you watch Return of the Jedi, and then you you know you do whatever you want there because uh, yeah, all right, I guess that makes yeah. sense. And unfortunately, in the common lexicon, everybody knows that Darth Vader's Luke's father, right? Yeah. I guess at, wait, wait, at the oh, wait, at, at the end of he Empire, is? he makes that statement, and then you go back to the prequels, and you see ah, the story. That makes sense. So yeah, and, and some people even just take out. Well, now apparently now the prequels have a huge following. That's a uh, see, and I my uh, that's my, the Snyder cut. My of, theory yeah. with that is Disney. people who were born at a certain time revere those films a lot. Well, they grew up with them also, I and will, also because seven, eight, and nine really. But if you guys want to hear more about <laughs> well, Star I believe, Wars, I believe that's why six is afraid of seven yeah, because yeah. seven is a prime number. And prime we just watched that episode <laughs> of Supernatural. Prime numbers can be intimidating. But uh, if you guys want to hear more about Star Wars on Cinematic Adventures, we're doing uh, Star Wars Month for the month of May. So please make sure so you may the fourth uh, be with you. Yes, sir. But um, moving right along, we have uh, the next list, or the next on the list is uh, Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage was unfortunately a product of it should have been released now. Yeah. Yes. It was it was ahead of its time. Yeah, Luke point, Cage sir. was very ahead of its time. Yes. Um, yeah. But let's talk about Luke Cage where it was. I love season one of Luke Cage. Yes. I, I yep. that is I watched the whole thing and it is just the the first season is really good and one of my favorite shots and it's like the iconic one of the of the the guy punching yeah. Luke in the face mm-hmm. and his hand just shatters. Just yep. Um, they do a really Mike Coulter kills it as Luke Cage, mm-hmm. yeah. And he put on serious thirty on like pounds 30 of muscle. Thirty pounds really? of muscle. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I ate thirty pounds of food today, and that's it. And it's not the same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom all the time. But um, so he's reprising his role from Jessica Jones, and we get his backstory, and just they even throw in the classic costume at yeah. one point. You look like a damn fool. Oh, it's great. I love when Marvel does stuff like that. Yeah. They did it for uh, Jessica Jones where you see her jewel outfit. Yeah. Because uh, it's just, I, I like stuff like that. It's it's hokey. It's fun. Yep. But uh, Ronnie, initial thoughts, Luke Cage. Kind of like you said, season one was really good. And I was so excited for it to continue and everything. And I think you had a lot of villains in this but they no one overshadowed another um in in both seasons you can say um because both of them you had multiple villains throughout them um but i i think i like the villains other than outside of Kilgrave, and um oh my god why am kingpin. i drawing a blank kingpin i i think Fist, the, yeah. the all the other ones right from luke cage are after that. I, I am a little annoyed that Mahershala Ali 
dies so soon. Yeah, but I that was the only bummer. I can't wait to see him as Blade. Yes. I, I I was just shocked that they got someone of such high caliber yeah. in a Netflix show, Mahershala Ali, and not the star. Uh, yeah, th- this, I mean, this was really though before he hit his his, his moonlight really, stages. Yeah, because yeah, this was twenty sixteen. Because he's so great, and so like he even in True Detective and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, he's he's amazing. But he knew that uh, Cottonmouth was going to die early, so yeah. he took the role knowing that. Yeah, because he th- he found it exciting. And that he can give his all. Oh, he's so rich. Yeah, I love him. Oh, I can't. I like I said, I cannot wait to see what they do with Blade. Yeah. But if it's, I don't know if they did. They say it's gonna be a movie or a TV show. Yeah, I don't think they've uh, said yet. No. I, nothing's announced for it. And again, because Blade's another street level, technically street level yeah. magic kind of. Yeah, like I would consider him like street level Doctor Strange. Pretty yeah. Much. You know, he's dealing with a mystical thing, but I really hope they go with the magic in that route because yeah. now they're finally starting to get towards that with Marvel. So I really, oh God, I'm so excited. But, I have um, to say, with Luke Cage, Luke Cage was, I thought, one of the most complex of all of the shows yeah. because it had so many plots going on. There were so many different motivations and, and, and actions going on between characters and it had relationships. style. Yeah. It did. Well, it, I, I, it was very much modeled after a lot of the 70s Shaft-like kind of yeah. uh, shows. Like, if you look at the bad guys, you know, like, like Shades... And uh, uh, Frank Whaley's character—they were very much the stereotypical, mm-hmm. you know, the the white, you know, sort of uh, bad guy from the seventies. Diamondback. Uh, uh, yeah. Exosuit. Yeah. Oh God, that that got a little weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It it was it was an, a very engaging story. It, it wasn't engaging enough for me to. I will say, like Luke Cage was one of the shows that I actually struggled to get through because it it is so rich. But it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. It was like, all right, I want to see, you know, I, I, I was curious as to how all these threads would tie together and tie up at the end. But overall, I remember like watching the first like four or five episodes and then stopping for like a year. Yeah, and then yeah. I finally came back to it and, and wanted to finish it just for, you know, completest versions. And then, and then I never got to season two. I, I would argue that this show set the tone or at least set the groundwork for Black Panther. This show showed... Yeah. This was the first... I don't want to say... Like, it, I'm trying to say this without like offending or being wrong, and some. so just mm-hmm. bear with me. It's the first one that really embraces culture. Black culture. Yeah. Just culture yeah. in general. Like, I'm, I'm not even... Like, Unfortunately, up until this point, we had a very, very... And this is a, de- this is a comic book fault. We had a very whitewashed... Are you are you suggesting that Spider-Man's Brooklyn is not a a, a realistic urban landscape? I think in Homecoming <laughs> it was a little bit more, but um, yeah, unfortunately, and that's a product of comics and also a product of society. And we're not we're not going to get too much into the real world aspects of it. But this was the show that really it, the that sort of cultural resonance. It, it people enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and yeah. they leaned into it in the second season because they they were like people like you know they like the jazz music, they like the culture, yeah. they like the the nightclub, and they like it was a celebration of black culture. Like just yeah, even, even just little touches like you know the local barber shop that everyone hang at. Oh hangs yeah, out yeah. At, you know the the characters were very authentic. It felt like Harlem was alive. Yes, and, and realistic. And, and it, I it think felt like that's what you would come across like if the, you were to go there. I mean, Harlem Renaissance. You look at like. You look at the uh, the Burton Batman series. Gotham felt alive. It felt like it had style. Yeah. I think the the setting of your movie has just for certain things has just as much flavor, and it can be as you know like 
I keep, I keep going back to Superman and Lois just because I'm really digging it right now. Yeah. But Smallville is a character in the show. Supernatural, Baby, was a character in the show. Yeah. You know, you can add so much with, with things that aren't traditional, I don't want to say people, but ideas, concepts, cultures, and Black Panther was was the one that, that did it with everything, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I love watching it with my wife. She, yeah. She's so into it, and she loves seeing her culture uh, kind of shine through. But I, I really enjoyed Luke Cage. I want to finish season two. Um, unfortunately, I, I think, it was spoiled for me, too. Yeah. Season two, I think, is better than season one. Really? Yes. That's a bold, bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, I will stick by it. Fight me. Fair. But um, <laughs> I and I really want to... I wanted to see Mike Coulter do more, and I really... We're going to get into arguably the the worst after this, but... I'm, um, I'm trying to figure out, because you mentioned um, Black Panther, and Black Panther was done and, and I don't know the answer to this and I don't know if you guys know either Seven. Black Panther was done by Ryan Coogler who yes. is a black voice in cinema which made it for an authentic black voice film and I wonder if Luke Cage was made by black filmmakers I, I don't know uh, the, yeah like well, I just problem, looked it up and there was like seven or eight different directors yeah, and that's the problem yeah. that's the problem with shows yeah um which I don't mind like we have great female directors, great black directors, great any directors. Like, a, I I will not judge a show or a property based on. Like it's it's hard. Like I want somebody that's going to celebrate whatever their whatever right. the film is about should be a celebration about what the film is about. Yeah, and the right director can make it even better. So. I, I just I, I hate that cultural appropriation idea of you know well oh stories are universal um, and and anyone can tell it um, well there's like I have to say I'm I'm reading right now they the, bring a certain level yeah. of knowledge experience and that's and that comes through look I, at look at Get Out Get Out's yeah. a great movie oh, yeah it couldn't and have been done by someone it couldn't have been done by who some. doesn't understand racism from the receiving aspect of it and that's the thing and that's why I like the show I do think it was definitely ahead of its time yeah. Um, I really wanted a Heroes for Hire show with him and uh, Danny Rand, the Immortal Iron Fist. Oh. Is that what we're getting into now? Yeah. Let's talk about Iron Fist. Let's talk. It about, was terrible. All right, next. Let's talk no, 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 like, about the stepchild in the room. <laughs> redheaded stepchild. Here's so Iron Fist. They the problem that Iron Fist ran into was it was massively rushed. They were like, we have a deadline. We have to do Defenders. Um, Finn Jones, who plays Danny Rand, he's not a bad actor. I've no, seen him in other no. things. He's just I've fine. I've seen him in uh, Game of Thrones. His character was written terribly, um, just really bad. And there were times where they were doing choreography, like learning choreography right before shooting. Yeah. We've all been involved in martial arts in some way, shape, or form. You cannot learn martial arts choreography on the fly. No. And Iron Fist is considered, is supposed to be the the iron fist the most the, <laughs> the, the most fist. one of the most capable martial artists yeah. speaking of cultural appropriation in what regards in regards that you are that you whitewashed iron fist himself i wasn't he white in the no. comics no he he is he is of asian descent in the comics oh i don't know that um and and the fact that they put Finn Jones in there was a huge problem when it first came out. Oh, I can imagine. Um, for the same reason that you know when they put what's her name in Doctor Strange as as the Tilda Swinton, yeah, um, that you're putting in you know inauthentic individuals into an authentic role and and you're you're whitewashing it. Um, Finn Jones was not received well. He his character came across as whiny. 
Oh, he yeah. he's real. Oh man, he is like. Which actually fits. Like, here's the thing I didn't understand because I watched this show first, and then I watched Game of Thrones. I'd never seen Game of Thrones before, so then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is where he's from." And I can't imagine anyone watching Game of Thrones and going, "That's our Iron Fist." Like, it just doesn't <laughs> translate. Yeah. So let's. But we 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 here at the Multiverse Fancast we try and be objective, but at the same time we also try and be slightly optimistic. Rob, <laughs> unless it's about a DC movie. No. Um. Finn Jones, like I said, we don't have a problem with him. We've seen him in other things. He's just fine. The character was just poorly written. The fight scenes were were horrendous. Everything was poorly written, you mean? The whole show was poorly yeah. written. He was better when he had the right people to play off of. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this in the next sequence, but uh, when he's with Luke Cage, like they work, they worked well. Yes. Yeah, the episode with him and Luke Cage is actually pretty decent. And also yeah. in Defenders, when yeah. they when they finally team up, like that scene of uh, in the building when he like yeah. he stands behind them, and then they yeah they they do much better with him in Defenders. But he's still the problem is with Danny Rand is he's the youngest, he's the most inexperienced, and he's basically like, I'm just you know I have a destiny to to kill a dragon with my bare hand and then be the yeah, protector right? of Kung Long. Oh, it's gone. Oh no. But um, I know we kind of went into it, but initial thoughts on Iron Fist, Ronnie. I was super excited to see it, and that's about it. That that That's the only positive I have, was I, ex- I was excited to see it, and nothing came to it. I think it was just, like I said, very poorly written. The choreography was terrible. I probably could have done a better job. Um and there was no like good story to get you invested in. You know, it was kind of like, oh, he's supposed to be dead, but now he's not and everyone's like, "Wait, I thought you were dead. Let me blackmail you and cuz you know, you're supposed it, it to get this like it, it was like it was like yeah. like well, you would think that your best friends would be super happy to see you not try to blackmail you." Yeah. Rob, initial thoughts? It's funny that this is the only show that we've seen. I've seen every episode of <laughs> this. I, I the other ones I never finished, but the, the Iron Fist I watched both seasons. Um, the main reason is because in our household, you know, my son Timmy, um, he was doing Taekwondo, and here was a character that he could watch and connect with. Yeah. Um, so he really wanted to see Iron Fist, and I asked him actually as I was leaving the house. You know, hey, because he asked me, he said, well, what are you guys talking about tonight? And I said, the Netflix show is Iron Fist. I said, do you have any opinion about Iron Fist? He said, oh, tell him that it, it was pretty good. I, I, I did enjoy it, um, but it, it could have been better. Yeah. Um, and so he, like, Iron Fist, I think, you know, they took that huge stumble with casting him, and I don't think they ever really recovered from it, because I think it could have been better. Um, it was rushed. Uh, the the action sequences were terrible. Like there was one scene in the first or second episode I remember very clearly, where like a car is coming towards him and he jumps up over the car, and it's like, is this really? Is this like it didn't? Yeah. It seemed weird. Um, He's got them quads. Yeah, I have to say the only iron legs. Iron legs, legs right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> um, the only good thing I thought that came out of this, the person I really enjoyed watching was Ward Meacham. 
uh, was yeah. Ward was fantastic. Yes, I love that ca- the actor's name is Tom Pelfrey. Pelfrey. Um, I don't really know him, uh, but I I really enjoyed watching him as Ward, and he, he had so many struggles, and he yeah. became an alcoholic at one point, and and then by the end of the second season, he was teaming up with Iron. Did you guys see? Season yes, two? I've seen uh, a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, by the end of the second season of Iron Fist, he's teaming up with. Iron yeah. Fist, and they're going to go on adventures together in the world. Yeah. It's like he, like he's a gunfighter, and it, like it, it, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I could go on board with yeah. this, but then they canceled it, of course. I liked uh, Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. I thought she yeah, was a much, Colleen. Yep. I would have much yeah. rather watched her and Misty Knight team up because apparently in the yep. comics they do have some sort of team. I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but um, I thought her being an, a, mem- a member of the Hand was way more interesting than. The immortal Iron Fist, protector yeah. of Kung Lao, yeah. Dan Rand. Finn Jones. That that show would have been better. There's one scene where he interrupts her martial arts lesson and like just dictators the kids. Yeah. I was like, this this just isn't sitting no. well with me. Finn, Finn Jones also has resting bitch face. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and so he's got this persistent sneer on his face that it's like he he just looks better than everybody. And yeah, every I, scene. I think though that he his look his second season was. A marked improvement. Yes, agreed. Yeah, uh, him being uh, kind of the the new protector in lieu of Daredevil being absent was a good touch. I think they even did the, uh, the traditional costume, which yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for. But um, but it's it's funny you say it that way too because in every show that we've talked about so far, we've always talked about oh season one is so awesome and then it kind of goes in. Whereas Iron Fist is like it was so terrible but it got a little better yeah like yeah. that's not the trajectory that you, no. you want to start off really really yeah, strong you, you wanna... unfortunately iron fist and daredevil or excuse me iron fist and the defenders are an example of what dc does so well rushing to get to a project yeah. they yeah. Did rush that they rushed way too fast um but you know it's with iron fist i think they course corrected it's it's one of the few examples of of I know Rob and I like to rip each other really bad. Some people think we don't actually like each other, which I do love him very much. I don't like him, but um, I'm the one no one likes. That's fair. <laughs> you brought the water. That's true. I did. Liquid death. Liquid death. <laughs> but um, it's one of the few times that that Marvel really they had a poor property. Like I'm sorry to say it, and unfortunately, Iron Fist is a very good property. Yeah. But the show was just bad. Inhumans yeah. was bad. Ooh. Thor two and Iron Man two, bad. They're they're forgettable. They, yeah, I think Marvel just rushed itself into television because they were like, they were, we got to stake this territory before someone else does. They were yeah. trying, like I hate to say it, but CW was was dominating the superhero television CW market. CW really had it. And, That's um, Greg Berlanti, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to a point, they still do have Bring it. to the movies. I mean, Marvel TV has really just, now it's on Disney+. Plus. They don't, yeah. They're not on any television channel. Now, um, now they got money, money. Yeah, and unfortunately, like I hate to say it, as much as I love the DC properties, like Stargirl, I will tell everyone Stargirl season one was fantastic. I feel like Luke Wilson. Yeah, he was he was great. He was he? It mm-hmm. was he I was great. It. it was oh, if you get the chance, I I even kept my DC Universe subscription open just so I could watch that before it released. But that was also because they changed it last minute because they mm. knew they were closing down. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll tell anybody Stargirl shows like that, even Legends of Tomorrow, which we still watch, which is kind of it's starting to do its thing. Yeah. It's very Doctor Who-ish now. It's a little yeah. uh, the problem with Legends, and this is digressing, but we're still on the topic of television and comics. You don't have and, to justify it. Just <laughs> yeah. um, Legends of Tomorrow, they they don't even have the C list anymore. They they don't even oh, have characters. Yeah. Are they really? Like remember who was it? Mona. They tried. Uh, uh, yep. And then uh, uh, what's her girlfriend's name in it? Ava. At least yes. they got rid of Hawk. 
the, the Hawk people. people. I would have kept the Hawk oh. people though. Like I remember them from season one. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, DC on RMD had a, a fun play on Hawk people, yeah. but um, and Randall Savage. Yeah, Randall Savage. Right. But unfortunately, like Legends of Tomorrow's really starting to digress. I haven't watched Batwoman, but they're already they recast Kate Kane and put a new one mm. in there. And I've heard, yeah. aren't they canceling it? Mm, they haven't officially, but uh, it's it's going down the yeah. tubes. Bubble. Uh, Supergirl's ending. Flash, they're talking about, supposedly they want Grant Gustin for like another three seasons or something like that. Uh, I, don't know. I don't think he'd do I it. I punched out. Yeah. If, if they, unless they do a major revamp to the show, I'm kind of out of it too. Yeah. But the, um, this season's been... Yeah. Superman and Lois, I'm, I'm looking forward so to more that, of that. That's a good one. Now, um, sorry, but going back to Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, this the fir- is Iron Fist the first show that introduces uh, Madame Gal? I think so. Okay, yeah. so at least it brought her in. Yeah, and she was good. Yeah. In, and in she some was of the great. Properties. And on a side note, we met Madame Gao at um, London Comic Con a couple of years ago. Yeah, you used to and, have two yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just so. First of all, she looked exactly like she looks on the show. She that's, was like in her full costume nice. and everything. And she was the sweetest little little lady. And she was yeah. so kind. And she said, to, "We said, can we take a picture with you?" And she brought Timmy over. And Timmy. And it, I, I think we have a picture that's going to be going up on the website soon. If we get 10 new subscribers. I believe I sent you a picture three weeks ago of that. I believe there's been a lot of content. Because you're sending it to the wrong person. He, text, <laughs> he texted it to me. He didn't oh, even I send it, it to you? All right. Or, you know, Google Drive. Or, you know, All right. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking. Anywhere things. that I can get access to Anything it. Anything else we want to talk about our business model while we're on the air? I'm so sorry. Who did the entire photo gallery? Anyway, Madam Gal was I did just... Madam Gal was the nicest person, and she was so sweet, and she took Timmy in her arms, and we took a very lovely picture with her. Um, also, we took a picture with, uh, what's his name? That was Danny Rand's best friend uh, that had issue, that they had issues with one another. Who gets, like, the red uh, iron fist? Um, uh, what is his name? Wow, it's, you were so is prepared. It his friend. Phil? <laughs> yes, it's Phil. It's Good Phil. job. Or it's Sasha Dewan as Davos. Davos, yeah, Davos. that's it. Davos, sorry, that was too loud. Yeah, it's okay. Yes, we I'll met Davos also, and he was very nice to Timmy. Also, like they were, they were also nice. Finn Jones was like at that time, Finn Jones was too popular, and we couldn't get near him. Yeah. Like you had to pay a lot of money to get in there. We saw him from from far away and everything because they were doing an Iron Fist thing. But well, he was also Game of Thrones at the time too. So. Speaking of not popular, too popular, didn't really work out for anybody. Let's talk about the Defenders. So biggest disappointment. Discount Avengers, the Defenders. <laughs> Defenders started off really strong. The first couple of episodes, mm-hmm. solid. Well, back up. Let's talk about the concept first. The idea that when we were watching these shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, we're like, oh, they're gonna have like a team up and they're gonna come together and it'll be just like the Avengers. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Well, you know what? I will still stand by that the the fight scene in the tower when they all get together for the first yeah. time is still fantastic. Oh, yeah. it, still, oh, yeah. it still holds up. The choreography is great. There's a lot of good stuff that was put into it, but it just overall, it was just There was too much. almost no plot. It was just yeah. like, those are the bad guys. We're the good guys. We have to stop the bad guys. Dragon That's Bones. That's our plot. <laughs> should, Dra- should, Dragon should we, Bones were the plot. Should we team up? Even, I blocked it. Sh- should we defend this tower? Evil Electra. <laughs> like, it was yeah. neat seeing these personalities come together, but they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. I mean, I loved when Matt Murdock busts into the, the interrogation room and she's yeah. like, Jessica Jones, stop talking. I'm your lawyer. Like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those moments were great. But they, they yeah, were literally no like, "Well, we can't get the Avengers, but we want to make a TV show like it." 
you know what? Let's get these guys in there because they're basically the Avengers. It'll be just like the Avengers. Yeah. And it wasn't nothing no. like it. Yeah, unfortunately, like it, it had a lot of promise. It had so much potential, but it just they set up it, the hand. But they didn't really know. Well, the hand has been was the yeah. villain yeah. throughout most yep. of this. They, I know, mostly through Matt Murdock and uh, Danny Rand. Right. But um, it's it's it had so much potential. Like yeah. it really, it just it ended terribly. They didn't know where to go. They, which is weird for Marvel to not have a plan. I, I think the thing that suffered from it was I think we should have gotten the Defenders series first, and then we got the shows that after. That would have been neat. I would have been on board. Wow, imagine if DC did something like that. Rob would totally <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know, because I feel like you're like, all right, we got introduced to all the characters Released that, the next, that are in the, the Defenders. Verse. Yeah, right? And it's like, we're already introduced to them, but they're not them in the Defenders. Like, we want to see them. So I think if yeah, we would have saw were. it, and then it would have been like, Okay, now you get the spin-offs of Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Iron Fist would have <laughs> been okay with it, own. you know, but... But uh, there wasn't much of their personalities in the Defenders. Yeah. It was more like, hey, let's put them in a room and exactly. see what Exactly, that happens. was the thing. Was like, and you, that was their business you, model. You, Other than Danny Rand, you loved the characters, mm-hmm. but you didn't get those characters. You just got their names and their yeah. powers i think the only one that had any chemistry too was luke cage and jessica jones but that's because it was pre-established yes whereas i, I think matt murdoch brought a certain level of the most experience that, and that's charlie and, cox he, yeah, yeah. You know. i i did enjoy seeing when him and iron fist actually went at it they had some pretty decent fight choreography yeah. um but then like you get like this stupid like danny rand's like his fist starts going don't make me use this like sh- shut up danny <laughs> you probably accidentally used it doing other things and yeah you just don't right want to talk about it what things? He's been in the infirmary for six months. <laughs> <laughs> what would a 14-year-old boy be doing with his glowing, powerful hand? Oh. Uh, Carpentry? Yes. Oh, can broke I, the, can broke I get, the temple walls. Can I get Harry from Too Much? No, it burns right off. Oh, it's okay. a family show. Oh. Was it? <laughs> but um, it, unfortunately, like this... Oh, I mean, they, they do have some stakes. Like, they kill Stick. Electra does die at the yeah. end. Stick. But um, stick, Sigourney Weaver was originally supposed to be like the bad guy. Yeah, she seemed kind of wasted here. She was. Yeah, yeah. Jerry. It's not Jerry Hogarth. What's her name? Do we remember? No, Hogarth is uh, Kieran Moss's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexandra. That's all she gets. Yeah, one of the five fingers of the hands. Uh, Imagine being like, hey, the five fingers of the face. Slap. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> but imagine like. You know, like in the Italian mafia, it's like you're a Don. Like that. That's like yeah. a like a powerful title. Uh, you're promoted to finger. You're the Ooh. ring finger. You know what? I wouldn't mind that as long as I could be the middle finger. You already are. I know. Yeah, you are. But like, imagine like that would be cool. Like, I don't want to be a stupid thumb or a pinky. So post defenders. <laughs> post defenders. This is actually the shortest we spent on a show. Well, there's not much. There's to not say much to about talk about. So defenders. Yeah. We have we have one that I have a love hate relationship with, and that is the Punisher. Love hate. Oh, I bet I can uh, I can guess, but I'm, I'm go ahead. So the Punisher picks up um, with Frank Castle taking on the mantle, and he's so great in in Daredevil. Yeah, one of my favorite superhero scenes of all time, and this this is superhero scene like this is like the end all be all like top ten moments of my entire superhero loving career. Foreshadowing of possible future podcasts. Oh heck yeah, yeah. But um, when he's on the roof with uh with daredevil yes and they have that scene and he's like you you hit them down and they get back up when i put them down they stay down like 
Like he is, he's just really good. Yeah. And um, that scene was is that super from powerful. Daredevil or was that from that Punisher? was from Daredevil? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually didn't like him in Daredevil. I thought he was too gruff and too two dimensional. I also was coming off of Walking Dead with him too, where he was in that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So that might have been that might have jaded my my perception of the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed him in it. I I enjoyed the show as a, as a whole too. Um, Ronnie, thoughts on the Punisher? I think season one of it is one of the best seasons out of all the shows. It started off really strong, and then season two completely bombed. If you, to, to be honest really? with you, I didn't get, I, I, didn't get I, that far. I think it's I think it's probably one of the worst. Oof. Uh, seasons out of all the shows um, obviously behind you know it, it's ahead of both Iron Fist and Defenders That's obviously um, but they made I, I just, it so bad there's an episode called Fluster Cuck how can so, you not just enjoy that fun wordplay well that's what makes it so good no I'm just kidding I, I just think it, it just after seeing season one your expectations were mm-hmm. this high and then it falls way below that. That and and there was like no no character art, no building up of anything like that. I think it I think it suffered a little bit in season two. Mm. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It's just I think obviously you have your three seasons of Daredevil that were first two were really good. The third season was eh, for Daredevil. I thought season three was so good. No. And I need to, we need to do a rewatch. See, I <laughs> I I really enjoyed first. Se- I didn't see second season. Punisher, yeah, but Rob, I really, thoughts on the Punisher. I really loved first season because it was. I have to say that was one of those shows where I was into it week to week. Where yes. I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Not that it was released week to week, but I was like, I wonder yeah. what's going to happen in between bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, actually, I was teaching uh, seniors at the time, and we were, and I used a lot of superhero shows uh, for them to to blog weekly about it yeah. and a lot of them picked Punisher and and all of the kids that picked Punisher were like this is the best show I'm really into and they would blog about it every week yeah. um, and they were really really into it and I, I was too like they, they really wanted to jump ahead and do you know more than what was expected in the classroom but like it was an interesting story because it was there were stakes. There was characters you cared about, yeah. like you know, seeing what's his name, David, getting back, seeing if he would get back to his wife and his yeah. family and everything, and how Frank Castle was helping him. Um, th- remember also that this is coming off of a few failed film attempts at the Punisher yeah. too. That you had uh, one day we'll have to do a, a retro. Yeah, yep. you had a few different. I think you had two different Punishers, didn't you? You had Thomas yep. Jane and right. um, uh, who plays the fat one in uh, Thor? <laughs> Body shaming. No, that that's his character. <laughs> Type uh, Thomas Jane. Well, the Dolph Lundgren was awesome. Oh yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I totally sure. forgot. But uh, who plays uh, one of the Warriors Three in Thor? Oh my God, Ray. No, yeah, Ray. Something. I don't know. To be honest, oh, Ray Stevenson. Thank God. <laughs> Punisher Warzone. I, I need a drink. Oh my God, that was rough. Yeah. That, so we have had three failed Punisher attempts 
in the films, and this is the first successful pun. And it was a good Punisher. Like it, yes. it was. Yeah, he was. He, he good, was great. He, Frank this Frank Castle was great. Um, and like I said, I wasn't John Barenthal. I, I wasn't into him when he was on Daredevil. I thought he was too two dimensional. But seeing the shades of of character in the Punisher and seeing you know his trauma, um, yeah, really made for a great character. He did a great job with it. So I'm I'm of a different opinion. Yes. I, season one, I did not hand. enjoy. It started off in a very poor way for me. Why so? Punisher retires in the first episode. Retires from... He finishes his mission. In yeah, the very uh, first episode, he quits being the Punisher. From being yeah. punishing. So I'm, I... I turn on the show. I'm like, all right, we're going to see like Frank Castle, the Punisher. He just put on this outfit and he's burning it in a trash can. What's happening? Where? What? Where's yeah. the Punisher going? And now he's a construction worker and he's got a beard and, and a little fro. What's what's going on? I, but that's I have the a typical trope of this. Go ahead. It depends on all the right. character. Because I was going to say Superman does the exact same thing. There are some characters, though, that are not designed to ever retire. Mm. That's why I don't like the Dark Knight. Bruce Wayne is not, he's not Bruce Wayne. He's Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne when it's convenient for yeah. society. Frank Castle's another character that he is the Punisher. That is what he, he he's designed to do. It really, it just, it got, like, there are other characters like Spider-Man. He's gone through so many identity crises, like, he could write a book. <laughs> Should have his own PhD at this yeah. point. But... Frank Castle, for me, like he's the Punisher. He's one of those characters. Like Steve Rogers is always going to be. That's why people don't like John Walker. I don't think they're supposed to. They're not supposed no. to. And, and, and even the actor, he's like, I'm okay with people hating me. But don't I hope, you know who I am? Yeah. But at the by the end of it, he wants people to understand. <laughs> you got to catch up. I do, yeah, thank right. you, <laughs> thank you guys. I appreciate that moment you just had. Stop holding hands. <laughs> but um, if I'm gonna hold something else. Easy. Our drinks. What were you thinking? Hold my water. My drinks. <laughs> but um, Liquid death. Yeah. The official, unofficial taste of the multiverse fan cast. Why is it gonna be the taste? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if we if our show had a taste, it would not be it water. Not be you, gotta, water. you just gotta murder your thirst sometimes. Oh my god. But anyway. So um I I really there are some characters that I just don't like seeing retire. I don't like that storyline, and I wanted to watch the Punisher for the Punisher. Mm. He doesn't become the Punisher again towards the end. And he doesn't, but he's still he's that tortured. He's still Punisher. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's self-inflicted. Yeah, um, I do. Season two, I thought had better hand-to-hand uh, -hand fight scenes. The fight yeah. scene in the bathroom in the first episode. Of that's season the two. only thing that's good about season two. I feel also, like. I will never oh. deny that the last shot of season two. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for Rob. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch it. When he finally <laughs> he retakes the mantle of the Punisher. Yeah. And he oh, kicks shit. and he. Like basically takes out two giant machine guns and he blows away an entire gang. It's yeah. like the last shot of the series. It's fantastic. I, I I'm 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 sad that we're never yeah that we're not going to see it again because all these actors have also moved on. They, yeah, they're also doing well, other things. Now let's ask that question: Who should be brought into the MCU? First and foremost, I, I will say Daredevil. Daredevil is my dream to be brought mm -hmm. into the MCU. Um, now and, into the MCU just to be with Spider Man or to join. Like the Avengers, I'd rather see him decline that invitation. I would love yeah. to see be legal representation for the Avengers. That would be yeah, great right? too. Being hired as their, as, their, as their lawyer, yeah. <laughs> well, the Sokovia Accords aren't around no more. <laughs> well, I, when I said, but I, Daredevil <laughs> is is my my pipe dream. As much as I would love to see, like we got Moon Knight coming out. Yeah, I'd love to see Moon Knight and Punisher team up. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you can't team up such like-minded characters. You need a an, a, yeah. a conscious foil to 
a character like Moon Knight because Moon Knight's just as dark as some of the, he's literally like Psycho Batman. I don't yeah. know enough about him. No, he's crazy Batman. Yeah. That yeah. is that is literally what he is. Uh, Ronnie, what about you? Who would you like to be brought into the MCU? You know, I feel like just because we haven't gotten a character like them, Luke Cage. You don't have a character in the MCU that's like him. I guess you could even argue Jessica Jones in a way. I mean, I feel like her and Black Widow are similar um, characters in a way. Um, But I I feel like Luke Cage, just because we haven't gotten anyone like that, I think Punisher is a little too dark Mm. to join the MCU, you know? You're smiling over there, but it wasn't it wasn't like a dig at Marvel for being so bright and cheery or anything like that. No, I just he's, think, just, he's not a good fit. It's yeah, he's fair. he's just yeah. not a good fit. And then I think he's too I, morally complex. Yeah, and, and I think. But then you get a character like Bucky. Yeah, who like his I, him I've and Bucky first, teaming up would be great. I think it'd be a fun, especially with the the path that Bucky's on. Yeah, yeah. but I would really like to see Luke Cage interact with Wakanda in some way. Yeah. I mean, they they kind of did it with Killmonger where, yeah. where he's like, hey, we were living in poverty while you were living the life. Yeah. I would love to see that that now, like mm-hmm. that shift because the end of Luke Cage shows him as potentially taking a more villainous route. Yeah. Um, so it'd be really, I think that'd be really cool. Just yeah. going back to, I'm just thinking about um, the Punisher coming in. See, one of the things though that you can, because the Punisher is, is like you said, he's a serial killer. Yeah. Yes, Bucky was too, but you can say, oh, well, he was programmed. And so you yeah. know, that's his out. Whereas the Punisher doesn't have that out. He was a soldier. Who? The Punisher. That was what right, he, was, but, he yeah. was trained. No, no, but I'm saying with Bucky that you can excuse his killings because it's like, oh, well, he wasn't in control of himself at the time. It wasn't really him. Yeah. Killing. Whereas with the Punisher, I don't know if you can have, like, can you really forgive someone who's killed yeah. that many people and say, oh, he's good now? Well, the thing about the <laughs> Punisher is, who does he kill? He kills drug dealers. He kills yeah. who he perceives as but the bad But see, guys. In, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. All those people, like he does his research, like he's got sto- like yeah. evidence boards, and he's got this. So like he's still he's he's not just picking ra- like oh I think that guy's selling drugs, no, no. I'm gonna kill him. But that he picks death over reform yeah. is an interesting aspect. There are some people that are beyond reform. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would love to see a Punisher movie over any of these. Uh, I'd like to see characters. a Punisher movie where he's on the run from yeah. other characters in the DC universe. Yeah. Could you do a Punisher the Marvel movie yeah, I without him. doing an origin story? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think especially if they get John Barenthal to do it, and it's just a continuation of the All show. Right, if you yeah, get Barenthal, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a Punisher movie would be fantastic. Where, mm. like, literally, it's it's almost like a, like yeah. a Marvel's Most Wanted thing. Yeah, um, which would like a great introduction. Like, yeah. imagine Spider-Man trying to take down the Punisher. Yeah, that was, okay, Punisher that first appeared in a Spider-Man yeah. comic, and well, I, I, I hate to keep time. saying Spider-Man, but he's yeah. just he's just such a great he, he, example of he, he connecting. Got, he, he's yeah, because he's got the webs. I I knew you were gonna do it because I saw your hands <laughs> moving. <laughs> he's got but, the web connection. Rob, who would you like to see brought into uh, Ward Meacham? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Danny Rand. Okay, yes. Hear but no. me out. I really think, Shang-Chi, yes, I really think Danny Rand should be brought in, but not with Finn Jones. 
I think there should yeah. be a passing of the torch to a, a new, like somehow explain it away of like there's a new Iron Fist that yeah. was passed on to this one. But you know what? They don't have to. Explain. Look at Don Cheadle. Yeah. They, I know. They, they put, just didn't say it. They put one line in there. And the reason they put it, like when he's what like, was the line? Uh, he's like, I didn't see you over there. He's like, you know what? It's me. I'm here. Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> he says that in Iron yep. Man 2. Yeah. I like, I think if you recast Danny Ran, um, nobody would care. No, no one would care. The and, Marvel fans would be notice. happy. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and found someone yeah. who was authentically Asian, which to be honest, don't we now more than ever need high caliber high profile asian role models given the yeah. amount of anti-asian hate that we've seen especially in the past weeks couldn't we use someone to say hey look at how great he is i think we'll see what shang chi and we'll go from there because i yeah. think uh it's it this is a more um culturally diverse time and we're totally fully supportive of it yeah but uh, we would love to hear some of your thoughts on the defenders, on some of the properties. Uh, Ronnie, what are some ways people can get in touch with us? You can get in touch with us via the Facebook, right? Just look us up, the Multiverse Fancast, or even the Misfit Faction, in order to give some Dot stuff. com. Dot com. Um, well, I was talking about Facebook. But yes, you can also go to the website, the Misfit Faction. Dot com. <laughs> I'm running out of voice. I've hosted two podcasts, man. <laughs> that was great. Um, you can find us, you know, obviously on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use. Uh, tune in. Also, so if you have an Alexa, you can listen to us on your Alexa. Alexa, bring up the Multiverse Fancast. We will be there. Alexa just goes, no. <laughs> also, um, iHeartRadio. Yeah, iHeartRadio as well. We're all over the place, so wherever you listen to anything, you can find us. All right, so I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up tonight. Uh, As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash.